It's always wonderful for me to be here for the late evening service on Christmas Eve, even if there are some spaces available out there in the pews. That's wasn't, uh, that isn't the case at the early service we have, the 5 p.m. Christmas Eve service. As much as Christmas Eve services began primarily as a midnight service, today more and more people tend to come to the earliest of the services. And that particular Christmas Eve Eucharist here at All Saints, of course, is centered on the one big draw, and that is our annual children's Christmas pageant. For that service, the church is always filled to capacity. In fact, we generally have to bring chairs in to try to allow everyone to find a place to sit. Everyone is trying, of course, to get here at that time to begin Christmas a little bit early and, of course, to see all those beautiful children full of excitement and happiness dressed in their costumes as they go through the retelling of the Christmas story. Mary and Joseph, angels and shepherds, sheep and cattle, we even have a star. I'm not talking about the kids being stars. They're all stars. But we literally have a physical star that a child dresses up as as they come down the center of the aisle. All of this processing and going in and working on all of this is the rightful place to be on Christmas Eve. And we do our best with our makeshift stable during the reading of the Christmas gospel as the children's come down. And really, it takes a lot of work to be able to get ready for that Christmas pageant every single year even with some of these kids who've been doing it ever since they were old enough to walk. They have to be reminded each and every year again of how to enter, how to stand in line, and what to do as the choristers sing and as the readers go through Luke's gospel. But really, as adults, getting to watch the children every year struggle to do that remembering, to see them excited to do it all again, to be part of the Christmas story, I think that can be incredibly important for all of us. If we're willing to open ourselves again to what it's like to be a child on this evening, the the evening before Christmas, I believe it can actually teach all of us, regardless of our age and knowledge, something important about this night and about this entire festival season. And maybe it can actually help us remember again what our faith as Christians is meant to be like, what this moment in the history of humanity actually is proclaiming, what Christmas can do for us, not just tonight or in the morning or over these next 12 days, but for every single day we live in our lives. Tonight, there is no doubt that we are hearing again a story that we all know by heart, the story of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ from the Gospel of Luke. But every year, I like to stand here and remind folks that the story of Luke is actually not the Gospel that is assigned to be the primary liturgy reading for the Feast of the Nativity in the Church. The Gospel reading for the primary Mass of Christ is actually the prologue from the Gospel of John. We'll be reading John tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. when there will probably be a whole lot less people here, 10 to 15 generally. And just to make sure as a church that nobody misses this important gospel, this is the one time when the same gospel will be read again this coming Sunday, December the 29th, for the first Sunday that follows the Christmas day. That's how important this reading from the gospel is. 
the story of the birth of Jesus, which is what late night Christmas Eve services are all about, are always open for us to use the story of Christ's birth from Luke. But the primary Eucharist for Christmas Day is always the deeper, more powerful story that arises out of the beginning of John's Gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. That's how that prologue of John's Gospel begins for the primary Christmas service. And if you notice, there's no mention of Bethlehem. No mention of Mary, no mention of Joseph, no shepherds, no angels, no cattles lowing, nothing. Yet that's just it. The Christmas reading from the prologue of John's gospel forces the church and each of us to make the deeper connection to just how and why this holy night is the most important night for us in human history. Because, brothers and sisters, this night is not just about something that happened 2,000 years ago. This night is really connected to the very beginning of everything that was. For that's exactly where God leads John's gospel to begin. It uses the very words that also begin the book of Genesis in the Hebrew Bible. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. That mirrors John's opening verse that proclaims in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. And then as we continue and arrive at verse 14 in John's prologue, we hear this. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word that was with God and was God in the very beginning of creation was also made flesh to walk in the midst of us and with us, linking what John proclaims in his prologue with the story we just heard from the Gospel of Luke, but pushing it ever deeper into the magnificence and the awe and the profundity of this most holy night. For the Gospels are profoundly intertwined with the words of John running alongside, over top, underneath, and all around the story of Luke that fills up this holy night. You have to open your heart and your mind and soul so that what you are hearing and seeing in the Christmas pageants and the nativity scenes here at All Saints and the nativity scenes that light up yards all over Jacksonville is not just the story of a child who was born 2,000 years ago, but it is the revelation of the moment of the reshaping of God's very creation and universe. The Word that was God in the beginning was made flesh and blood on this night to be in the midst of us, to stand next to us, to begin the final process that was begun in the creation that God said was meant to be good to lead us towards God's intention when He made us out of the clay and shaped us into His very own image and breathed His Spirit into us. That makes the story of Christmas in Luke's Gospel a story that's meant to be about new creation. That makes the lowly animal shed at the very bottom of the human social order nothing less than a brand new Eden from the story of Genesis. 
The new garden from which everything God created and said was good now has the chance to cast off the darkness of sin that threw human beings off course in that first Eden. The young woman who's giving birth to Jesus becomes something the early church proclaimed as Theotokos, the mother of God, the ark of the new covenant, the new Eve, and the mother of the church announcing the fulfillment of the kingdom. And the baby that's lying in the manger, Jesus himself, the word made flesh, becomes nothing less for us than the first new man, the new Adam making it possible to form all of us into that which he is. God becoming man, God coming down to seek us out so that man might become what we were intended to be, which was the children of God. So, brothers and sisters, that is why tonight and on the holy morning that comes tomorrow and over the upcoming 12 days of the Christmas tide, and really every single day, every single moment, we are called as Christians to be excited. We should be amazed beyond comprehension. We should be as children again because this was the night when the Word was made flesh, when God came down to save us, when God came down to remake us, to reconstruct us out of the darkness and the gloom and the sin which shackles us and to make us truly free. This is where it all begins and this is how it continues for all who will proclaim ourselves to be God's children and the disciples of his only begotten son. A son who we should never forget was not born in some stately castle, not born on the high echelons of society, but was born in the darkest, poorest, lowest of places on the earth. And he was born there so that none of us, no matter who we are or where we come from or how lowly we feel or how many mistakes that we might make, none of us can escape the love of God who's reaching out to save us and to recreate us and make us new. Thomas Merton, the Cistercian monk who most of the parishioners here know I'm a big fan of, and the great Christian contemplative writer of the last century once wrote this that I always remember in a Christian message that he gave to the novices back in the 1950s at the Abbey of Gethsemane in Kentucky. Merton said, Christ is born. He is born to us and he is born today. For Christmas is not merely a day like every other day. It is a day made holy and special by a sacred mystery. It is not merely another day in the weary rounds of time. Today, eternity enters into time and time sanctified is caught up into eternity. Today, Christ, the eternal word of the Father, who was in the beginning with the Father in whom all things were made, enters into the world which he created in order to reclaim souls who had forgotten their own identity. Therefore, the church exalts as the angels come down to announce not merely an old thing which happened long ago, but a new thing which happens today. For today, God the Father makes all things new in his divine Son, our Redeemer. According to his words, Ecce nova faxio omnia, 
Behold, I am making all things new. I so love that line of imagining that God comes down into in the world that God created in order to reclaim souls that had forgotten their identity. Let Christmas be that story for you. You are a soul and you're struggling to remember your identity. And your identity is not to make you different from God. Your identity is to reconnect you and bring you closer to what God created you to be, which is God's children. That is what can make our lives new. That is what can shine light into the darkness of this world. That is what can bring us closer to who we are in God. May we sing along with the angels and proclaim this the greatest night of all from the past and from the present and for humanity's future. Amen.